0: Welcome to the Brain Over Binge podcast, where you learn a simple, brain-based approach to ending binge eating. I'm Katherine Hansen, your host, and I'm very happy to say that Cookie Rosenblum is back on the podcast with me today. If you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, you'll know that she co-hosted the first 11 episodes, where we discussed all of the key ideas of the Brain Over Binge approach. I've told you previously that Cookie will return to the show from time to time to talk about different topics with me and share her expertise. I'm excited that today is one of those times, and we know that you'll benefit from today's topic, which Cookie is going to tell you more about.
1: Welcome, everybody. We're both glad that you're here, and I appreciate Catherine having me back as a guest on her show, so I'm happy to be here. Now, today we're going to talk about something that we see all the time And that is when you find yourself slipping into a binge, even while you're working really hard on learning how to dismiss your urges. We know it happens. It's part of the learning process. We want you to know that it's a normal thing. And we also today are gonna give you a tested strategy for dealing with any slips back into binging.
0: It is so important not to let any binges that you have get you off track. If you're able to respond differently after a binge, you can learn from it and you can move on, even stronger than before, and you'll be in a much better position to prevent it from happening again. We want you to have a more practical and productive mindset if you do binge, instead of falling into feeling hopeless and self-critical. You may be very familiar with the hopeless mindset. I know that I was when I was a binge eater. Each time that I broke a promise to myself to not binge again, I thought that I blew it. I thought that I'd never recover. I thought that maybe I was just a hopeless case. That is, until I learned the information about the brain that we share in this podcast. Then I realized that a binge only meant that I acted on one urge. It did not mean I was a failure. It only meant I gave attention and value to an urge, and I followed it. I had a couple of slips after learning to view my binge eating in light of the brain, but I didn't take those slips as evidence that I couldn't do it, or that I was out of control, or that I was destined to act on the next urge. I saw clearly how my lower brain had convinced me to binge, and then the next time it happened, I was able to recognize it and then avoid the binge. If you develop a helpful mindset surrounding slips, it will ensure that you keep moving forward in recovery even if there are times when you follow your lower brain. In the rest of this episode, Cookie and I are going to share some basic strategies to help yourself if you do binge and explain how you can talk yourself through it and get yourself back on track. We'll also talk about creating a post-binge action plan, which will help you stop dwelling on the binge and instead refocus on what you need to do to stop the habit.
1: If you have followed an urge and you have had a binge, One of the first things we want you to think about and do is to just define what happened. So whether you write it down or you just say it to yourself in your head, I want you to tell yourself what just happened. For example, I binged because I followed one urge from my lower brain. Notice how simply I said that. I didn't say, I had a binge and now all is lost. I binged because something's wrong with me. I binged because I'm the exception and I just can't do this. This is not about your whole life or your personality. It's simply one thing that you did for one particular reason. You binged and you did it because you followed one urge from your lower brain. Can you feel how much lighter and different That sounds as you think it or say it to yourself? You've heard me talk probably with Catherine about managing your thoughts. And here's a perfect example of how to apply that knowledge. When something happens in the world, we think of it as a circumstance. So if you binged, it's a circumstance, it's something that happened, it's already happened. Everyone who knew you, if they saw what happened, would agree that's what happened. I like to say, in a court of law, everyone would agree. And it's simply a fact. And if it's a fact, then it's neutral. I know it's not something that you want to be doing, but it's neutral. You binged, period. And then what you say to yourself after the binge are your thoughts about it. That's your interpretation of what happened. We want you to keep it very simple and neutral, such as I followed one urge from my lower brain. That's the fact. That's the answer. That's the reason why you binged. The simpler and more accurate and factual and neutral you keep it, the easier it will be for you to get yourself back on track without beating yourself. Now, after you've defined it, We want you to contain it. We want you to get back in charge of what you're doing, how you're eating, and how you're thinking. So something that you might say to yourself is, my progress is not lost. I'm not back to square one. I can get back on track fast. If you think about those three simple little sentences, they're all factual they're all as true as anything negative that you could come up with. And in order to contain what just happened, we want you to focus on what's simple and real. So you can't undo what you already know or what you've learned. And if you've learned what the urges come from, where they come from, what part of your brain, why you get them repetitively, even if you've slipped into following an urge and you've had a binge, you still know what you know. We're never going back to square one because of what you've already been able to see. Even if you've only been able to experience it one time, even if you haven't experienced it yet, then you need to know that if anyone else can do it, then you're on the way to doing that. Remember that part of learning, like a baby learning how to walk, is falling down And then each time they get up, they strengthen those muscles that will allow them to walk. Each time you fall down and follow that urge, it's simply part of your learning process. You are not back to square one. And your goal is to get back on track fast. You don't have to wait to get up. You don't have to wait for next Monday or the first of the month or certainly not the first of the year. The goal is to contain it and get right back up and get on track quickly.
0: In relation to what Cookie just talked about, make sure that you aren't putting off containing it or delaying getting back on track. It's important to end the binge right now. Sometimes, and I know this was the case for me, a binge often became an excuse to keep binge eating over the course of many more hours or even days. You may find yourself thinking, Okay, I'll get back on track in a little while, or I'll contain the binge in a few more hours, or tomorrow, or maybe at the beginning of next week. But we don't want you to do this. We want you to notice any thoughts that say, I've already blown it, so I might as well keep going. And we want you to notice those thoughts as just habitual and just neurological junk from the lower brain. If you think about it logically with your higher brain, you know that having one binge is much better and less harmful than having a very prolonged binge or several binges. So don't give value or attention to any thought that says it makes sense to continue or that it makes sense to follow a binge with even more binges. When you end the binge, you also need to regain clarity. You need to remember that you always want to be binge-free. Your lower brain only temporarily convinced you that a binge was appealing, but it wasn't what you actually wanted. You know that you always want to avoid the negative physical and mental and emotional effects of a binge. So continuing to go downhill into a cycle of repeated binge eating is not an option for you because it's the furthest thing from what you actually want for your life.
1: So in order to end that binge and regain your clarity, you need to approach it with no drama. You need to understand that you might slip because you're making a change, but there is no reason to be upset with yourself. We know that this is part of a process. It's not an on or off switch. We also know that slips are almost inevitable. Don't compare yourself to how often you slip to somebody else. Everyone's different. But when you get upset about a slip, about following the urge, that emotion, that negative emotion, any emotion helps wire your brain pathways. So if you get upset, you're using that negative emotion to wire the slip and help you repeat it. This is the opposite of what you truly want. That's why you want to remain really neutral about the slips. There's nothing wrong here. You could think something like this. My brain is learning a new pathway. So it makes sense that in the beginning of change, it's going to slip back into the old pathway. That's what we mean by no drama. Now, what we finally want you to think about doing is make a plan to plan how you're going to take care of your body for the next few days and take care of yourself generally. And there's a tool that we've talked about before that we'll mention again here today, called the If Then Tool, that when it's necessary, it will help you prepare for future challenges that you might anticipate. So getting back on track, making a plan, means that you're kind of regrouping. You're making it easier for yourself and definitely, we, we don't want you to be hyper vigilant, but we just want you to be aware of filling your needs, your basic needs for food, sleep, water, rest, whatever it is you need. You're not punishing yourself for your slip, and you're definitely not restricting to make up for the binge. We know that doesn't work for sure. You're unemotionally just getting back on track. You're taking good care of yourself. And the way that you're doing this is by looking ahead and thinking about what you will do as things come up and what you might need. And the way to use that if-then tool is to say, if blank happens, then I will do blank. If I get hungry, then I will prepare some nourishing food. If I know that I'm going to be in the house for a while, then I will shop to have things that I need ready. If I am tired, then I will take a break or rest or a nap. Pre-planning in this way, it's like programming your brain. It allows you to consciously access your higher brain so that you can anticipate what you truly want to do, which is simply to get back on track.
0: What's very important as well is to learn from a binge. And specifically what I mean by this is to determine which thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations of the urge led you to then act on the urge. Remember that a binge only means you acted on one urge. So it makes sense to look back and see how that urge operated and got you to take action. Doing that will help you be better able to recognize those thoughts and feelings and physical sensations in the future and be better able to dismiss them instead of acting on them. I would encourage you to write the specific binge-encouraging thoughts that you had down on paper so that you can actually see them. If you see these thoughts on paper, you can realize that these thoughts were not truly you and that you do not want to follow those same thoughts in the future. The last point I want to make about moving on after a binge is to aim for lasting change. What I mean by this is to take a big picture perspective and realize that having one binge or even several binges does not prevent recovery. If you think it means that, you'll be so much less likely to make any progress after a binge or to learn from the binge. But if you can look at the binge as just one bump in the road on your journey toward complete freedom from binge eating, you're much more likely to have patience with yourself and not judge yourself or mentally beat yourself up about it. Remember, you're forming new pathways in your brain, and that can take time. For a while, like Cookie said, your brain might keep sending you down that old pathway. But if you can stay with it and learn from each time that you do binge, you will weaken those old pathways and form new ones. That's all for today's discussion about what to do if you do binge during recovery. I hope it's given you a new way to look at any slips that you may have and practical ways to keep moving forward. I want to thank Cookie so much for coming back on the show and discussing this topic with me. I know that our listeners will benefit so much from what you've shared today and we look forward to having you back on the show in the future. If you want to learn more about the Brain Over Binge approach and if you want to have a written guide to help you learn to dismiss the urges to binge, you can get my free ebook, the Brain Over Binge Basics, by clicking on the link in the show notes.
1: Thank you, Catherine. As always, it is totally my pleasure being here with you and with all of your listeners. And I want to just remind all of you that if anyone can do this, you can too. And if it feels like a struggle, you just haven't been able yet To understand why you're doing it or to recognize what's happening, but if you stick with it, I promise you definitely will. Now, after dismissing the urges and really getting good at that and learning to eat adequately, you may want to think about learning how to eat in a more natural rhythm. And if you have any extra weight on your body, then would be the time to tackle that, but only after dismissing urges and learning to eat adequately. So as a little additional gift to you today, Catherine and I want to offer you my book, available as a download, and it's called Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. It helps you look at your eating and figure out what needs to change in a very gentle way. So that's it. We will see you all soon.
0: We hope you can listen again next time. For now, this is Catherine and Cookie reminding you that you have the power to change your brain and live a binge-free life. The Brain Over Binge podcast is produced and recorded by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC. All work is copyrighted by Brain Over Binge Recovery Coaching, LLC, and all rights are reserved. As a disclaimer, the hosts of the Brain Over Binge podcast are not professional counselors or licensed healthcare providers, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy. Eating disorders can have serious health consequences and you are strongly advised to seek medical attention for matters relating to your health. Please get help when you need it and good luck on your journey.